Welcome to Season 4, Episode 23 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that have four good seasons and 35 out of 36 points of a fifth season. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Hi, I'm Charlie. Hello, and I'm David. What a niche reference for describing how that fifth season is, Nick. Yeah. Did you care yeah. to expand? <laughs> Uh, I, I I was in a storybook brawl tournament this weekend. I was in day one. Things were looking good. And then you needed 36 points out of across like a couple games to qualify for day two. I got 35 points. It felt not good. <laughs> <laughs> David David was even there. He watched like my first like two games, I think. And in my second game, I came second on a 50-50. And if I'd gotten first, I'd have two additional points. And I remember telling David at that time, man, it's going to be a real shame if I, if I uh, don't qualify by two points. And I did better than that. Uh, <laughs> I thought, I thought I, when he told us that he failed by one point, I thought he was memeing for about a second. And then I went, oh, no, <laughs> that's just pain. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there were a, pu- a couple people in the call while it happened that got to watch just like, that some very very sad moments happened because it really really looked like I had qualified in the last game and then I just like oh <laughs> it was that's, it was pain that's how gaming be sometimes it, it is um I I don't know I was probably I, I think I was playing too safe um like I, I wasn't in most games I wasn't playing for first I was playing for like second or third um and um. I, maybe I should have been playing for more first places. Anyways, but, this isn't yeah. our storybook brawl podcast, which nope. I looked it up. There's already like three of those. Oh well. yeah, no. Um. So hey, if we need to transition or sidestep at some point, <laughs> that's I'll available. be here talking about things. I guess then. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, today is our season four wrap up episode. Where we're gonna be going over uh, general like general recap of the season, our favorite episode, our favorite fringe element. We'll review my hot takes and predictions, and we'll also uh, I think there's one other hot takes and predictions, and we'll go over the the special features Uh. too. And uh, David, you excited for season five predictions? Because I think I get to join you on those because I've never actually like looked up how the end of season five goes. I have no even concept for how that season's gonna go aside from them like trying to find olivia or some bullshit like uh, they've they've already (laughs) done the massive ass pull of making one of the characters their child so like who knows where that could go (laughs) Uh, it's it's gonna be great open season and david gets to nail it on five choices i'm sure Uh, it's gonna be great. I'm yeah. I'm excited. So I guess but, uh, uh, yeah. let's, let's let's get right into let's hop this. In here. I have a list of all of the season uh, four episodes. So why don't we just go through the list and give like a little summary of the episode and what happened? So first Sounds we have uh, neither here nor there, which is um, the episode where we get right back into it peter's gone and now the fringe teams of both uh, universes are trying to work together uh and this is uh oh shapeshifters yes this is yeah, the this, re-emergence is, this of... is this is lincoln right. losing his partner 
This is this is Lincoln losing his partner episode. Oh fuck! Yeah. Right. This is our introduction to lame ass Lincoln. This is also <laughs> an introduction to uh, hey, look, Peter literally didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. Here are all the changes. Stupid. Um. So okay. So looking back on it, because like obviously we had our thoughts on this at the start of the season and just how this episode was. Looking back on it, um bringing in like the, their introduction to a world without Peter and our introduction to Lincoln. Those are kind of the big things that happen here. Yeah. Right. Um, Did they, how, how do we, how do we feel about those introductions as we have come to the end of the season here? Um, uh, I think it's fine. All like, memeing, all memeing of Lincoln aside is yeah. what I will say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it feels too much. Like it's a good character intro. It's weird that we're getting a character intro to a character that we've been intro to twice over already. Like, this is Lincoln's mm-hmm. third introduction to the show. And the entire season feels weird in the fact that we're getting character reintroductions for the entire cast because they alter the timeline. But it's more like, hey, look, Walter was fine and now he's not. This, is, this isn't so much a reintroduction, but it's like, this is what happens when Peter's gone. Um. Lincoln's genuinely feels like they're like, and here's a brand new character for you, Lincoln Lee. And you're like, we know him. Nothing about this is what what would have changed. It's like, this is who he was already. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I like on on my side of things like, yeah, the way it's it's jarring for sure. Them reintroducing all the characters like that. It's sort of a nice breath of fresh air in terms of at least it gives them like plot elements to start using right off the bat. And they introduce them okay. Um, like, in terms of doing this, no matter, like, I can't think of a way to do almost like an entire timeline reset and have characters sort of change how they are, like, just in terms of like how they interact with each other without having it feel super jarring to the audience. Um, so I'm mostly fine with it because it's like, I can't imagine doing that better. Uh, so, yeah. like, it's, it's awkward, but it's it's good, and it's like, oh, this is nice. Like, you have a lot of new things that you can do for the season. It brings you hope for what the season could be. Uh. <laughs> and then dashes that hope in five episodes. My, my problem looking back at this episode is that it was setting up the shapeshifters to be a much bigger threat, which now, yes. thinking about it, they kind of disappear. Yeah, they fizzle out pretty quickly. Sort of like They're... what happened with the shapeshifters originally, Looking, thinking so... back at it as well, with the fucking Thomas Jerome Newton just kind of disappearing mid-season. It's almost so, like so... they're an overpowered villain, and writing good storylines around them is hard. Yeah, it's it really feels like the way that the fringe like every time that the fringe writers talk about shapeshifters, they're like, "Oh man, this is such a cool concept, and I'm really glad that we have this in our universe." And then they start they 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 like start out in the start of seasons going like, "Oh, let's make them like an integral part because they're this really cool villain that's like ours." And then as the season like progresses, they're like, "We can't do that. Everything's well, the, stupid if we do that." Well, that's okay. the problem when you have something yeah. like shapeshifters. If the the entire show needs to be like, and now it's well, it's like Bla- Battlestar Galactica when they introduced the fact that the Cylons were other people, and it's just like, yep, that's the entire show. The entire show is trying to figure out who are Cylons and who's not Cylons. Yeah. Like everything is secondary. But then they, they yes. fix that. They fix Battlestar fixed that problem pretty easily in a way that Fringe should have. Is they put a hard cap on the number of human cylons yes and fringe needed to put a hard cap they needed to get some piece of paper some piece of intelligence that said hey there's a hard limit of 
10 shapeshifters. Yeah. There are only 10 created or 10 that are able to cross oh. over, what have you. There's only 10 of them. So now you can track down and eliminate 10. Well, yeah, and they try they try to do that with the whole, like, as we get further into the season and we have some of these shapeshifter, like, elements brought in with the whole tracking of the shapeshifters of, like, oh, look, someone has a list of all of them and things. And then we don't talk about that again because that's 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 Lincoln's storyline. But I just, we'll, uh, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, before <laughs> we'll get we there. Let's, let's hop into One Night in October here, unless before, we've got kind of final thoughts about this. No, just before we go in, Nick, what? Can you double check what microphone you're using for Audacity? Because you're sounding a little grindy over Discord right now. I am on the Yeti on Audacity right now. And on Discord, I am on the Yeti. Interesting. That's a little little grindy, but oh well. I'm sure it'll be fine. Huh. Interesting. Well, we'll see what it's like. I can... It's not just me, right? Charlie, can you hear it? Yeah, it's it's a little bit off. How, how do how do I sound now? There you a lot go. Better. You sound way better. Okay. <laughs> what what did you change? <laughs> um, I had open uh the uh LG like G Hub like program and I just closed it. Um, and I guess it was by yeah, having that you, open. I don't think the LG program is something to use. <laughs> you well, well, no, I didn't LG even. G-Hub. I didn't even have it. I didn't even have it like running at the time. It was literally just like it was open and was probably like stealing mic resources. I, I uh, that, that makes me worried for how your audacity <laughs> recordings in the sound. But yeah, at, at least, least we caught it minutes ten minutes in. At yeah. least we caught it early. All right, yeah. let's add this into the editing requests. <laughs> <laughs> No, just leave this in. It's fine. All right. One night in October. (laughs) Yeah. So good good season premiere sets up some stakes that they may or may not follow through on. And then we get at the very end of the episode, we see Peter. So he's not gone from the series. Mm -hmm. He will be back in some form. Uh, One night in October. Uh, One night in October is the serial killer um, being split. So, like, other universe has the serial killer, and then in our universe, he's like a normal psychologist. Yeah, right? yeah. We got the actually professor, a really good episode. Looking back, this was on a it. good one. This was a really good yep. one. This was really fun. This I think really explored how the different universes could be used really well for storytelling because it's literally like, hey, this guy's a serial killer in the other universe. He's literally a crime like. A profiler let's get him yeah. to profile himself like yes. it it and takes the idea from that one apartment episode where it's like flip of a coin choices branch out like this and that one was like oh one person died one person didn't and this one branches out into he's uh he's a profiler he's a serial killer like they really diverged it and it feels a lot kind of the apartment episode's a little bit more like heartfelt. This one's a lot more entertaining. My I favorite part yes. about that apartment episode as well is that the <laughs> it's resolved by the wife. Oh, we don't I didn't kids. want kids. What do you mean? <laughs> I hate children. <laughs> well Yeah, no, but I yeah, one night in October really like, yeah, no, it's a it's a solid episode. And I feel like remember how towards the end of the season when they do the like solving the crime on both sides sort of things with the earthquakes mm-hmm. this this feels like how like another version of what that was and like how i sort of would have just been down with most of this season being this should have been of, like yes. when there's when there are procedural episodes and they do a good job of this one being not just monster of the week but we do still have um 
like Walter being haunted by visions of Peter uh, in this episode. Um, like we do still have that sort of storyline to carry over everything between the different parts. But we still get some like really, really fun, like monster, not even monster of the week, but just like really cool, like procedural and really interesting exploration dark, of the dark psychosis of the week. Yes, <laughs> it's that's that's what it is. But yeah, this this is what this entire season should have been is episodes like this where they're leaning on the multiple universes. They're bringing multiple versions of people and like the interesting things that can arise from that instead of, hey, look, here's a porcupine man again. Wait, David, you don't like them cutting off the multiple universes like seven episodes before the season finale? Absolute trash. <laughs> it wasn't. It was literally two. Uh, <laughs> it yeah. felt like more. All right. So, yeah, definitely. This was a very fun episode that brings us yes. into uh, Alone, Alone in the World, in the world which is a uh, 12 year old connected to fungus like murder yeah. thingy. Which was a weird episode. A fun I, episode. This was Walter was connecting a, to a child as well. Like, yeah, having that so familial down the connection. path of Walter losing his mind because of Peter's kind of ghost or echo appearing. Yes. And I, I think we can also agree this was also a pretty decent episode. Like, yeah, yeah this, they, Fringe is a lot of fun when they pretend to be X Files, it turns out. But yeah. in the in the standalone, not the mythology episodes. <laughs> yes, those ones. Yep. <laughs> a problem even X Files had. Maybe that's just a problem with this type of like show. Like <laughs> I think it's a problem don't... with the format. Yeah. I think mythology feels better if it's a single season, every episode connects off, like bingeable stuff. The twenty three yep. episode format does not lend itself very well to mythology. No. Um, but yeah, this is, yeah, once again, fun episode, um, we're continuing the overarching, uh, like the overarching Peter sort of like haunting through nightmares and things like this. Do we remember, I don't think Olivia's starting to, uh, if Olivia's starting to get the things, um, but, I th- oh no, we do. We I do, think we right get at the end. some where she mentions we, we get she's this right, having... We get this right at the end because Walter tries to perform an ice pick lobotomy at the end of this oh, episode. And then right. she's just like, no, I've been having dreams of that person as well. So you're not crazy. There is something. And Walter's like, yes. I don't have to kill myself or like lobotomize myself. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. Man, um, oh, looking back at these three episodes or the beginning of this season, I thought this hope. season oh, had such potential. Just, just straight up like it. <laughs> It, it starts it starts really good also i'd like to point out because i've got like i've got the thing up that's showing like the u.s viewers for this episode at the time you could tell that they started on a high note because they actually like season premiere 3.48 it only dropped by like five hundred thousand people like it was 3.05 for yeah, uh, no. so like four hundred thousand people like they didn't have a big drop and they they then went up on well, season I... three from season two which is insane for yeah, a show. Ratings, I think, did pretty well for this season overall, even with the ending, which is why I think that Fox gave them a fifth season, which I don't think yes. they needed or deserved, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that brings us into subject nine, which yes. is our introduction Cortexa this season. Intro. Yes, to Cortexafan with the um, mind reader guy who. Yes. Right, right. So this is my problem, right, with oh, these right. episodes. <laughs> now that I'm uh, thinking back about it, is that they keep setting up leads at the beginning of the season that don't get followed up on. 
They don't even bury leads. They shoot them in a back alley. Like, that child doesn't get brought up again. Like, Subject 9 doesn't get brought up again. Like, where was this dude in the season finale? Like, (laughs) Yep. Um... But yeah, this is sort of, this is the, uh, as Fringe likes to do with their first four episodes, there's like an arc within those that, you know, is sort of supposed to be related to the end of se- the last season. Um, but though not really in season two with the whole Charlie shapeshifter arc in season yeah. two. But uh, anyways, the, by, by episode four, they like to finish that arc. Like they, they like it to be four episodes at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, and also, this is we, the end of, of Peter. Yeah, surprise appearance by uh, Chadwick Boseman too. Oh yeah, right. we got Chadwick Boseman in this episode. God, he kind of comes in out of nowhere, and you're like, "Wait a minute, I know you," because he was also a Kodaxer fan kid. We he find was. out he's Magnet Man. Yeah, it's, it's a shame we never got that Kodaxer fan like superhero spinoff. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would have been so uh, good. But, but yeah, this we, is what, Peter. This is what pops, we got. Yeah, Peter pops back into the universe. And yeah, we uh, get because Peter of September, back into the universe at the end. we have September yes. getting gear to to bring him back in, right? Well, no, it's it's to it's to completely remove him from the timeline, and then September just goes nah, nah. fuck it, and doesn't do that. So, yeah, uh, it was September's some... job to completely erase Peter, and instead September just goes nah, and then I Peter like... pops back into existence. I really like that they give September some weird science tool when really they should have just give him a given him a gun and just went good luck. <laughs> Go back in time, get him. <laughs> like not even like a fancy science gun. It should have just been like a musket or something. <laughs> like an old timey flintlock pistol. <laughs> just good luck. This is all you need. Um, but yeah, we sort of end off the this first little arc. Uh, we have Peter back. Um, I would say that all four of these episodes, looking back on them, were full of both promise and pretty decent. Listen, uh, listen, knowing how far the season falls, yes, the start <laughs> of this season was very good. <laughs> it's just such a shame. When we say roller coaster of a season, we mean it peaks very early. All right, so uh, then we go into Novation. Novation. Which is which Shapeshifters is... again. Yep. Um, shapeshifters something... again, but also Peter's here, and he's going to help them because he remembers the old Shapeshifters. Yep. He's like, ha-ha, let me tell you about Shapeshifters. And they're like, you know about the human Shapeshifters? And he's like, the what now? <laughs> I know about the not-human Shapeshifters that were basically just Terminators. Yep. <laughs> they're like, everyone knows about those. You're useless. Like, like, like straight up, they were Terminators. They both had the metal going under their skin, and oh, they like oh, had oh. to go naked to go between no. the universes. Enough of this trash episode. Novation sucked. We get into one of the best episodes <laughs> of the season, and those we've left behind, which is the time loop. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, time loop. Time loop episode with the electrical engineer and theoretical physicist couple, where so, she has so dementia. Have we just decided that all of the times that Fringe does time loop episodes, they're just really, really good? Yes. Yeah, because they have the freedom to not care about any implications of the story. Like, it is a a perfectly self-contained episode. It doesn't matter outside of those bounds. Like, White Tulip really doesn't have that much of an impact outside of Walter getting the tulip. Um, 
which they do draw back to later this episode or season as well but the story itself doesn't have to connect to anything it's just it's going to happen over and over and over again but yeah this one this one was sad this one it was, was sad. It was really horrifically cool. depressing, but such a cool episode in concept. Like this could just be a short film for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 a really fun it's a really fun episode. Um, it it hurts to watch, but it's a really fun episode. Um, and it's sort of bringing in that Peter. Like we're starting to get that Peter's reintroduction to the universe is like breaking some shit. Except um, it's not, because it's just time travel. <laughs> like, well, no, this was like, oh, hey, right, right. Peter... No, 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 you're right. Because in the end, it's like, hey, hey it, the machine never worked until just the last time or last weekend we tried it, right? Yeah, and it's just when just when Peter comes back in, and it's like, oh, okay, Peter coming back is definitely not good for the universe, I guess. Some um, fundamental so laws. exploring that. Yeah, fundamental <laughs> laws of physics are breaking down. That shit um yes this episode also has i think the most competently written female character fringe has ever done in the wife (laughs) i mean even then they give her a debilitating mental condition because she's too competent because the few (laughs) moments she's lucid she's instantly on top of what's happened Yeah, her, she... her going like looking at her husband and then going what year is it was beautiful because it's just like instantly know oh fuck we're in a time loop <laughs> well and he's like oh yeah it's 2011 she's like how long has it been 2011 <laughs> so good oh yeah it's... really really good episode and yeah. then then we Let's go into follow that up with wallflower and uh, it's like, oh, Peter's going to help this episode. And Peter's just looking at blueprints all episode. Peter's like, fuck no, I'm not helping. I'm going back to my universe. You you guys aren't my universe. That's not my Olivia. Um, I have determined that this is not my universe. And I'm not going to get in trouble for fucking Olivia. That's not mine again. <laughs> this is uh, Invisible Man Needs to Steal Pigment. And then we get the really creepy UV white scene where he's like, Got nothing inside his mouth or eyes. It it looks like he's wearing a mask, but he's not. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, man, why did so? We'll get to the special features, but why didn't we have the props team special features again? I just, I don't know. I I want those every season so badly. Imagine they had that instead of the round table with the two scientists and the writers. We'll get get to the round table. (laughs) We'll we'll get there. We'll we'll get there. Uh, Oh, right, this is the episode where he's like, uh, where he's this to is steal pigment from people to become visible. Right, but the main yes. villain has never heard of blind people in this <laughs> ever, because <laughs> he's like, you don't understand what it's like if people can't see you. And I'm like, dude, blind people exist. What do you mean? Blind people can be seen, David. Yes, but they can't see other people. (laughs) So his complaint that people can't see him makes no sense. It would have been better if it was like, oh, yeah, there's reports like a bunch of kids at this blind school have a best friend named Eugene, but there's no one named Eugene here. And it's like he made friends, but he's still he's crazy. I was waiting for the reveal like that the girl he was crushing on this entire time was blind or something. Like that would have made the episode better. Yeah. Right? Uh, Cuz that just ties it together better. <laughs> but but instead he just dies in an elevator um and touching some hooray. girl's thigh when he wakes up. 
<laughs> no, that was Power Hungry. <laughs> Different episode. Oh, God. Um, the important sort of continuity that we get off of this uh, is Olivia's complaining about headaches this entire episode, and it turns out that uh, she's getting aghast in her apartment and getting dosed with, with cortexafan from Nina. Yep. Um, and so, this is fake Nina at this point, right? This Not is fake real Nina. Nina well, we and by learn. and and by fake Nina, we mean probably alternate universe Nina. Uh, yes, alternate universe Nina. Nonsense. Does that confirm yes. that it was an alternate universe Nina and not a shapeshifter? Nope. nope. They don't come out and say it. <laughs> but hey, again, I'm sure that we're... I'm sure that we could ask the writers and we get a very very blunt response. No, I think it's alternate universe Nina because they've confirmed that shapeshifters need to kill in order to get shapeshift. Yeah. Right? And then this universe Nina is still alive, so it must be alternate universe Nina. At least they're consistent with that one rule. Um Anyways, that brings us to Back Where You've Never Been, where uh, it's a Peter episode. He goes to talk to Walternit and ask for him for help. Um, and we learn that uh, Walternit's government has also been taken over by shapeshifters because they murder yes. Brandon, which is the greatest thing to happen. <laughs> Aside from Lincoln dying. Brandon. <laughs> David, David gets his little crab rave moment as Brandon just is gone <laughs> from the rest of the season. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we learned shapeshifters aren't on either universe's main U.S. government control, I guess. Yeah, like neither universe is the people in charge of the shapeshifters. There's some third secret agent controlling hey, David, the shapeshifters. Neither U.S.'s control, uh, control the shapeshifters. It could be France. These could be French shapeshifters. Because oh, yeah. which universe is French? Like our Both. universe or other universe? France. Both Frances communicate with each other. Do you think there's actually there's a French hive mind? Bridge. They work like the Venom symbiont. <laughs> Are you sure that there isn't just a French fringe team that had like a bridge like a bunch of years ago? And... Oh, we are French. <laughs> Because they were uh, using the metric system, they were able to find it way faster. Nick, have you working. seen have you seen No Way Home yet? I have not. Oh. Uh, I watched a I I watched it in the safety of my own home, and that is all I will say about how I watched it. <laughs> ah yes. I watched it like a true champion licking the seats in a movie theater. <laughs> mm, delicious. <laughs> tasty, tasty seats. I thought it was. Uh, I thought. I think that's the best Spider-Man movie. Like that oh, beat Spider-Verse so for me. It was Damn. that good. Um, and uh, it feels like a culmination to a twenty-year movie series. Oh, it really is. <laughs> that doesn't exist. There but were, now there does. So many, there were so many times in that movie. Just to go off on a tangent a second, where I had I was like giddy in my seat because I'm like. I turned to my girlfriend. I'm like, they're doing the thing. They're doing the thing. She's like, yes, yes, I know. You're excited. <laughs> they're doing the thing. Just being hit with waves of nostalgia. <laughs> Amazing. But yep. David, I will really get around to watching that at some point. Don't you worry. Highly recommend uh, it. If it ever comes to a streaming service, I'm down to watch party it. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that that's when I will watch it is what inevitably comes to a streaming service. You Probably. say that, but maybe Sony's going to come up with their own thing. Can we not? <laughs> Can 
can we not for one second, please, if, guys? If, It'll be a PS5 if, exclusive. <laughs> if not, if not, then I'll go talk to David about how how I can watch it in the safety and comfort of my own home. Uh, <laughs> oh, hey! Speaking of David, David Robert Jones is back because of yes, he was the best villain, and the French writers knew this, so he's back. And I think and in David- one of the few cases of cipher foreshadowing, the ciphers for this episode and the last two spell out, it's like not dead, David Jones. Yeah, something along those lines, or still alive, da- Joe yes. Jones. Which is yeah. actually fantastic. Like, good job, Dave. Fringe, I guess. <laughs> hey, hey, David, aren't you so glad? Like, I remember when we watched episode eight and you just started freaking the fuck out. Uh... <laughs> that was that was very good, man. That was... was. And then they fucked it all up. Oh, man, the first half of the season had so much potential. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then Agent Broyles or Colonel Broyles is either a shapeshifter or, or a traitor or something yeah. it's there was actual fucking intrigue there so yep. much potential <laughs> so many places this could go <sighs> all right let's get into the enemy of my enemy then where things still looked hopeful for the season and yep. you could tell because they'd started to like drop down in viewership and then they introduced David Robert Jones and they hopped up from 2.87 to 3.19 in the next in the next episode in viewership. Cuz I bet people heard David Robert Jones was back and went, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> and and it continued to hop back up to almost what the premiere had by Force Perspective. But hey, we'll get there. Damn. <laughs> so yeah, hey, enemy, enemy of my enemy is David Robert Jones is wrecking havoc in the alternate universe while Peter's visiting and Peter's helping. Yeah, the universe um, yeah. is working together trying to track down David Robert Jones. Like, again, and fucking around with the multiple universes is fun. Bouncing yep. between them, having a mystery on both sides where you need them to communicate with each other, where it's like a clue is over here and a clue is clue is on blue side, a clue is on red side. Where is this all leading? It's fun. Where in Do the universe more. is David Robert Jones? <laughs> and we get introduced to Amphilocyte, which is yes. definitely going to be important for the rest of the season. Yep, totally going to... When they when they talk about how they need a huge energy source in the finale, totally going to be that huge energy source they talk about in this episode. <laughs> Not some ass-pull bullshit later. <laughs> totally. Hey, maybe but, it's in Cortexafan. Ugh, but yeah, that would have been cool if they were like amphilocyte. We use that mineral in Cortexafan. Amphilocyte is that the active ingredient okay. in Cortexafan. That, that would have been more okay. You can um, buy. You can buy generic Cortexafan. Just check the active ingredient list. <laughs> <laughs> you can make your own Cortexafan. Just crush up this plant with some amphilocyte. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so yeah uh pretty i think pretty good episode not really much happens aside from david robert jones gets away we get introduced to him we, we get david robert is, jones shenanigans is what yeah. we get this episode we get introduced um, and to him that's completely fine because you know what he's back and it feels good um yep. and you're continuing to be, be pumped about what's going to happen this season yeah uh, pew pew <laughs> Everything feels great. Oh, and we that's... also missed um, from the first Ultimate Universe one with the the Lincolns meeting. Up. Um, uh, the Observer shows up shot in the theater and tells Olivia she has to die. 
Yeah, but who fucking cares about that bullshit? <laughs> that never comes up ever again in any meaningful way. <laughs> I literally did not connect that to the fact that she died in the finale until they mentioned it in the special features. Oh, oh I, I did, David, I did at least get that, but... <laughs> I did oh, not so get that. Stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. I went, oh, oh, that's what... Oh, man. <laughs> anyways whatever happened you remember when they went into olivia's dream and and there was that person right she's like this is the man who's gonna kill me did anything come of that nope it didn't nope nothing happened there we didn't learn about olivia's birth father as well with that story (laughs) nope nothing (laughs) nope (sighs) boy Anyways, forced perspective, there's a girl who can see the future when it comes to gruesome deaths. She draws pictures and tries to save people. She doesn't try that hard. Um, She just is like, here's a picture of how you die. Bye. You ever see Final Destination? (laughs) Um, And there's a whole bunch of weird government massive dynamic and trying to capture the girl or something. Olivia helps her, blah, blah, blah. That's the episode. A girl has and a she stroke dies. and dies. Yeah. Yep. She, she's yada, able to see her yada, own yada. That brings us to Making Angels, which is the two Astrids get to meet. Um, our Astrid episode. just straight up lies to Alter Universe Astrid about <laughs> what a terrible relationship she has with her father. Uh- <laughs> um, and yeah, we have um, like you know, Agent Farnsworth here helping with a case on our side. So like, oh, yes, yeah. it's not, it's not really a, uh, it's not really like too much like back and forth between the universes, but it's something. And it's once again, yes. it's another cool way that they did it. No, this was a <laughs> this good episode. Is, this is also the dude who gets like the observer device so that he can kill people before they do harm or something. Like he, yes. he thinks he's saving people and is using future tech to kill them. That was a fun little plot. And then he's yeah. a TSA agent and you're like, ah, that makes sense. He's yeah. on a power trip. Um, and then next up we have Welcome to Westfield. Another which this was really actually... fun episode. Yeah, because they get trapped yep. into Westfield, which is undergoing some weird alternate universe shenanigans. People are going crazy because they have multiple memories. Like um, it, this shit starts off as a horror movie. Yeah, no. Like, this Walter's is like in the cafe, on... and the dude's got like double pupils. He's like, "You want free pie? I'll fucking kill you." It's like full on a zombie kind of scenario as yeah. well with some of the body horror that's going on. Resident Evil, I think we said. Yeah, well, the person, yep. the one woman who opens her mouth and she has two sets of teeth, like that's not oh. okay. That's not okay, French. Don't do that. <laughs> Did I tell you guys how I went to the dentist and he was like, "Oh yeah, those." Did your old dentist tell you about the ridges in your mouth? And that's caused by your jaw growing too much when you were young. So, like, that's just solid bone. So watch how you chew. And I was like, "What? I, that's not how a mouth is supposed to be. Why would you tell me this? <laughs> I'm super conscious about the inside of my mouth. I'm a monster. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why would you do this to me? Uh, on the bright side, Charlie, I'm- you can be like a horrific monster if you just tell people that for halloween <laughs> i mean it's like it's like the the bones of my jaw grew a little bit so i have these high ridges by my teeth it's like it's just bone it's not anything bad it just hurts like a bitch if you chew a chip wrong i was like okay thanks <laughs> thanks try not to I eat to chips hear. in a painful way but i'll look out for that uh, 
so yeah, welcome to Westfield. Very good. Um, Olivia starts getting worried as well because she starts experiencing memories from original timeline Olivia, and she's like, "Oh no, am I gonna go insane?" And then they do blood tests, and it's like, "No, you're you're tested fine. You're tested negative. These these uh, you should be good to meet up with your uh, family over Thanksgiving. Don't worry. PCR test. Just do one right before." <laughs> and she's like, oh. "Cool. I've been thinking about dating Lincoln because." We want people to be invested in that storyline, and no one bought it for a second. I haven't had <laughs> any. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, this is fun, and they kind of they at the end, it's like, oh, David Robert Jones set this up using the Amphilocyte as kind of like a testing site to to show yep. that you can collide the universes together, kind of foreshadowing what happens at the end of the the, the season but not really uh, yeah except not at all <laughs> not at all <laughs> all right uh, and then we get into a better human being which fuck what's this one uh um uh what what is this one? Oh, oh is this, uh, like this is the years... mental institution one with um guy who thinks that he's like there watching people murder them because they're all like linked oh. together through the in vitro stuff yes oh, right. this is secret uh half siblings the, the common the, the the ancestor ancestor yeah. thing sort of because he did some weird kind of genetic manipulation of his own sperm or something and then impregnated a bunch of women when they came in for in yep. vitro uh things um and now all of the children have a hive mind kind of situation um yeah they kill and then, the, the doctor and then they're like oh there's millions there not millions there's like dozens of kids out there just waiting to be awakened and we leave it at that well no they do explain yep. it because when they kill the doctor like he was like the main antenna or something they were all connecting to so when they killed him it broke the hive mind yes so at least they don't leave that open like they're like oh no it's like kind of like the ghost network wave away i thought they implied that the other like willing participants in the hive mind killed him to cut sean off but left like they could still communicate with each other i uh i think it's meant to be fuzzy whether they could figure it out again but the implication is that when they kill the dude it breaks the hive mind okay but they still have like the weird power so they could probably like connect to each other again i think is the implication but at the moment it's broken all right yeah it is a fine episode kind of fun kind of weird um Uh, we come into also uh oh yeah olivia gets kidnapped yeah but eh, who cares (laughs) i mean the next end of all things yep olivia's kidnapped or some shit she manages to get free or some shit Um, jones is like light do the light box test and she's like i've done this before and he's like what bitch i'll (laughs) blow you up you're the Uh, second person to tell me in a week that (laughs) you've seen me dead (laughs) so like you've seen me dead before and that i've already done you've already done shit that i've told you to do weird i i don't like any of this that's going on And we get the biggest reveal of the series up to this point. The observers are future people. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even say that without laughing. 
Yay. The observers are future people. Also, um, Peter realizes that he used to have a son in one of those universes. That 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 son's gone now, though. Um, don't even think about it. I'm just uh, thinking because this is the real Olivia. The, the, don't worry, September knows this is this is the real Olivia. There's no other universe for them to go to. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the peak performance meme with the observers. <laughs> You may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. Yeah, like this is what the master race looks like, and it's just a bunch of bald white men. <laughs> you think this is the master race, and it's a bunch of Nazi hicks, and it's like, this is the real master race, and it's September in a suit. Uh, we are not the same. Yeah, the end of all things. The end of my love for Fringe. That's correct. <laughs> Uh, this really was the, the start of the end, wasn't it? Yep. As we get to follow uh, up to a short story about love, or as I called it, a short story that's shit. <laughs> is that the episode title? That is the episode title we <laughs> a put A short up. story about love. It's not a good episode. <laughs> this is the murderer who's try who's just, this is the rapey vibe one. Cause this he's this was the rapey vibe one. <laughs> He's like right. people who have had their like lovers die. Oh, he digs up their bodies, yeah. creates a pheromone cologne so that the people, the women, fall in love with him for a split second before they look at him. And this is also the episode where he has horrific burn scars, and no one brings it up for no reason. Yup. Uh, uh, yeah. This is where Peter goes on a fetch quest to go get the observer device for September to tell him, hey. This is your home universe. It's just a different timeline. Yeah, they're different things. Love is love. Hey, there's this emotion that I don't understand called love, except, you know, that one time an observer died because he fell in love. But and we, I understood yes. what love was. <laughs> then we won't talk about it, though. Whatever. Also, yep. Olivia is perfectly cool with letting her old self kill her current self, and everyone else is okay with this personality suicide by her which i still don't understand yes, this this is completely fine just don't worry about it but hey peter and olivia kiss and they're back together and yay, yay. <laughs> nothing is as it seems <laughs> fucking porcupine man's back <laughs> <laughs> that's we it that's it porcupine man is porcupine back <laughs> and apparently they're gonna be the master race a lot of master race this season <laughs> They're, there, they're the children fact... of the future. And apparently some other genetically engineered planned children of the future were the the Chimera thing from Unleashed and yep. the horrific squid creatures from that <laughs> one episode. I, I don't know why you would, like, why those are your, like, what was William Bell thinking? <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, though, like, what the fuck? I'm going to create a utopia with flying porcupine men, poisonous spider nightmares, and creepy parasite snakes. Like, what the fuck? Do you think this is going to be paradise? <laughs> William, Bell read, <laughs> William Bell read Call of Cthulhu and went, mm, that's what I want. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> Uh, I really like I have to go under the assumption William Bell was on acid 24-7 for this entire season and the events leading up to it it's the only explanation that works 
<laughs> she's like, yep. hey, we should just destroy the universes and make a new one because, you know, two, one plus one equals one. With squid people and porcupine bat flying things. <laughs> As David Robert Jones is like, you're a fucking genius. I love you. <laughs> and spider scorpions. <laughs> Why didn't I think about this? And eels that if you drink their fluids will heal you. <laughs> but uh, anyways. Everything that's in its right it place. <laughs> everything is its right place. Um... Lincoln goes over to the other universe because oh, yeah, he's, this is Lincoln farewell. <laughs> yeah, because he's like really sad about being cucked again for like the five hundredth <laughs> time in his life, and he's like, "Man, this is just like high school." Don't they mention at some point that his date cheats on him or something at his prom, like, or something along those lines? That, that, that feels right. <laughs> But yeah, Lincoln goes to the universe to help the team hunt uh, the shapeshifters because, hey, those guys are still around, I guess, whatever. And um, cool Lincoln dies. Um, Just (laughs) like not even like in a big moment. He just dies. And it's like, wait, what? He got exploded. How did he die from this? I was really expecting him to come back at some point this season as like something. But nope, (laughs) he just died. Um, and Lincoln sees a grieving woman and is like, mm, I'm gonna get in on that. <laughs> this is my kind of glad that I've just been letting you guys take over these last couple because it's 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 felt real good to just hear the. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. Yup. Oh, I... <laughs> All right, Nick, you get the next two by yourself. Right. The consultant. Oh, no. All right, consultant. Um, what? Oh God, what even happens to this one? We got more David Robert Jones shit with Amphilocyte. This time, it's like, oh shit, they're like murdering stuff um, by like making the people vibrate at the same frequencies. Um, they make that happen a couple times, and then David Robert Jones is like, all right, um, Broyles, go and slap this bad boy on a machine and expect the universe to explode don't worry though you can do that tomorrow say goodbye to your children first um and then Broyles is like this is one step too far um and tells other Broyles but at the same time they you know uh, at least the alternate fringe team does finally figure out that Broyles is probably not a good dude and the hunt for who the mole is in um you know their fringe team is solved um but uh you know uh, their their broils first turns himself into our broils and episode done. They did it. Um, oh, they also capture alternate Nina and they're like two cells apart. Oh right, yeah, yeah. We get both of them here, which I guess um, does confirm that it's alternate Nina and not a shapeshifter. Yeah. Um, and then the next episode doesn't happen. Uh, and then we're in worlds apart. <laughs> no, uh, letters well, of no, transit. No, no, you got episode letters of nineteen. Transit. Letters of trans shit, as we call it. <laughs> Is that the, I haven't been checking up on the podcast names. <laughs> you should definitely check when it's an episode that we don't like, because those are the best names I believe I've come up with. Um. But yeah, there's definitely letters of transit. That's it's definitely a lead in for season five. And oh man, I'm 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 still worried. And I've I've seen parts of season five. I've seen like the first three episodes of it. 
You've seen more so. than Charlie has. <laughs> Though I uh, feel like Charlie's, he... Charlie's read a synopsis of the rest of the I have, book. Charlie I have knows read what's going to happen now. It's I have funny, not read a synopsis. It's funny <laughs> that you've seen three episodes of Fringe or season five because I think runtime wise, you guys are then equal. Because hasn't Charlie seen the first episode three times? <laughs> I've seen the first two episodes three times. <laughs> I can't. I can't make it past that point. Oh, I'm dreading it. Yeah, so Letters of Transit, it's our episode 19, it's the weird, wacky episode, except this time it's not weird and wacky. It's It's just just weird shit and trash. And hey, the observers were actually an invading force. Couldn't you have seen that They're actually Nazis. Oh, they're Nazis. Master race. Fucking hell. (laughs) Oh, Peter Um, Olivia had a kid, and her name is Henry. Edda. You know, because wow. Peter's other universe kid with Folivia was Henry, because that makes perfect sense. He's really attached to that name. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Olivia loves that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Wasn't your other kid named Henry?" And he's like, "Shut up! It's a family name." <laughs> On the it's plus my, side, DNA wise, they'd be siblings. <laughs> it's my Nazi siblings. grandfather's name. <laughs> Uh, all right, worlds apart. Um, uh, yes, the fringe <laughs> um, universes are at risk of being exploded. Fringe teams are trying to figure out how to stop it. Eventually, they figure out we can't stop it. Let's just separate the universes. David, you're ignoring yep. how they plan on blowing up the universes because David Robert Jones's device didn't work, so they've abandoned Infilicite in a hot second and switched to the Cortexa fan kids. Cortexa. Yep. Because apparently they can vibrate the universe. Because <sighs> oh, what was originally just Olivia's power is now all of their power. It is, in Yay. fact, that. Yep. All right. You Brave remember when World, all the X Men? Remember when all the X Men got healing factor and metal claws? Because that's how mutations <laughs> work. All right. Uh, so, 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 David, David, in case you're wondering, um, we dropped. So, Worlds Apart had 3.09 million US viewers. Uh, Brave New World Part One, 2.73. That sounds about right. That is um, 2.73. By the way, is the lowest of any episode of this season. Yeah, I believe it. Um, <laughs> Brave New World Part One is weird. <laughs> yep, some things happen. Uh, is this? Uh, does Olivia Pacific Rim? Yeah, she does. She Pacific that's in, Rims that's in Peter. Two, she Pacific yeah. Rims no, it's Peter. Um, oh, is that part one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. With the, with yeah, she Pacific <laughs> Rims Peter. Uh, we have the people spontaneously combusting if they walk too far. Um, and that and one we have actress who gets way too much screen time. Screen time. And way too much definitely time, not going to come back. Definitely not. I'm super not. suspect on. Turns out to be a villain. Who would have thunk? Oh, and hey, look, William Bell's back. Gasp. Um, only oh, other thing... Astrid is shot. Oh, yes. yes. Only other thing in this episode I want to talk about as well is William or David Robert Jones dies um, in the weirdest way possible <laughs> going about, I'm the sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> William Bell tells, oh, a bishop must be sacrificed. And you're like, ah, cool. That's, that's, that's good meeting because two of our main characters are named Bishop. And he dies and I was the bishop. <laughs> I was the sacrifice. Oh, God, it's so stupid. 
And then we get into the last episode of the season, Brave New World Part 2. Don't you hey. mean Grave New Hurls Part 2? <laughs> oh, you're looking at the episode names. There's, there's some good episode titles there. <laughs> In the end of all things, it doesn't even matter. Uh, Anyways. Backward to where you've never been. Look at Garbanzo Bean. Either here or here. Don't judge my episode name. Uh, these are great. David, you've got some beautiful episode names. Don't listen to Charlie. Oh, I, uh, I love them. I think of these after spending like an hour editing the podcast and my brain's gone to shit and I went, oh no, what am I going to call this episode? Yep. Oh. Um, but yeah, um, we just have sort of the like, oh look, uh, William Bell's been the, been the bad guy the whole time. Also, now he's got Walter for this entire episode. Uh, Olivia dies that one time, but don't worry, Cortex is fan of magic. Also, Olivia's just straight up magic. Also, um, there is magic because they trap an observer with magic. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's... He draws a rune on the crown and traps him <laughs> like he's a fairy. <laughs> I can't wait for that to come up in season five. I have no idea if it I, does. I, I no. really hope it does. Look, we discovered Charlie, it. straight up, I don't believe it will. I don't believe it. That is the ghost network bullshit. That is that is one of my calls, is those runes never we'll come to, up. We'll Literally never come up. No, they're going to come up and they're going to be like, <gasps> the, the Irish new observers were evil the entire time. All those stories about leprechauns and fairies, they were about observers. Observers can't cross a salt circle. <laughs> Every mythological creature was actually an observer. <laughs> if you throw down a bag Beautiful. of rice in front of an observer, it has to count every grain. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, William Bell's like, I'm going to create a new universe with just monsters in it, and it'll be better <laughs> than people because man's the real monster. And he shows the hologram, like, fucking VR chat world with fucking porcupine men sleeping. <laughs> No, they're, they're flying overhead. The chimeras are sleeping on the grass. Because they're actually peaceful things that just need to stab another living creature in order to reproduce. Let's not forget that little fact. 100% science-based dragon MMO. <laughs> you guys will be the first one to get beta access. Oh. Oh, uh, but yeah, Olivia gets shot in the head. Cortex fan heals her brain. Uh, everything's fine. Yada, yada, yada. Yay, Olivia's look. pregnant, and her being dead for that amount of time did not complicate the pregnancy. And Cortex fan does not. A, it'll heal her brain, but doesn't touch a fetus. Nope. Cortex right. fan's magic. She's magic. Everything's magic. Yay. Oh, also, her powers are gone because healing the brain took all the Cortex fan out of her system. Yep, all the Cortex fan juice is gone now. Wow. Um, and then September's like, oh, we must warn the others. They are coming. They are coming. And that is season four. Oh, also, fucking William Bell just teleports away. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. He's like, oh, the shit's not going well. Ding! And he poofs away somewhere. Later. Time for me to get out of here. <laughs> it has really to be Bell. teleportation because you can't cross universes. Oh, oh, oh my nonsense. Right.
uh overall so, review of season four shall we go yeah uh, boy boy it was really good at the start man this was a good first half of a season it was really good at the start and then it, then it got downhill then it got good again and then it went to shit so so, what so is, here's end of all things is the clear like down point right like, we go up, and it gets a little wavy, and then we get to Master Race Observers, and you're like, ah, shit. Yeah, because there's a short yeah. story about love and nothing as it seems as well, which was trash. Everything yeah, in its um, right place is at least a fun episode, even though, like, from an overall arc perspective, it's shit. Like, like memeing yes. on Lincoln aside, it's good closure for his character. Yes, and like, also, gen- like, exactly. that's he, a fun... He, it's a fun hunt and it's a fun episode. Yeah, like, he he never had a place in Blue Universe. Like he was always trying to force his way in, and now he actually has a place in Red Universe. Cool story, good closure for a shit character. Yeah, but it's just it's yes. a terrible episode overall. Like in line with the overall arc of the season. Like it's yeah. the, just shit there. Um, oh god, I have no idea. I think it's a solid <laughs> like three for me. Looking at it as um, a whole, like where we start to where we end, everything it tries to wrap up, the overall story arcs and character arcs. Like, so Peter's still a man out of time. Like, no one knows who the fuck he is. Like, nothing, can, nothing that is set up in the first couple episodes is ever fully followed through on or carried, carried yes. through all the way. Shapeshifters go away. I guess David Robert Jones, but even like he doesn't really do much of anything in the end like William Bell doesn't really seem to need him uh, um, the Amphilocyte kind of dies out they go back to Cortexafan because we got to pull something out of our pocket like yeah um there's a there's a lot of like I feel like this season is a really good has like a really good meme template for how it started and how it's going um, <laughs> it's it's that grew meme it's it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The time yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's it's the Groo meme. Yeah, the we Groo bring back David Robert Jones for it. William Bell's the final villain. William Bell's the final villain. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's got some should, great memes. Um, we need to make the Groo meme, but replace it with David Robert Jones, and then add two <laughs> panels. The just him going, I'm the sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, William yeah, Bell is no. back. He tells you to kill a bishop. You're the bishop. The You're bishop. the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's so. In terms, in terms of a season, it, God, it start, it starts so well, and it's got so much potential, and it just falls flat on the end of it. And this is part of why I would be so down with this being the end of the series, is. You could tell, like, a lot of TV shows, you can tell that if there's, like, one specific season where you have such high hopes for it, and it just tanks, it's really hard to come back from that. Yeah. And you can tell, it's like, the way that season four ends here, none of us particularly like it, but it feels like an ending. It really does. It's a shit ending, but at least it's an ending. Which is but at least more than ending. you can say for a lot and of shows. Like, at it least is. it ended and, like, they tried to wrap everything up. The characters and are all happy and, like, you can see, yes, they will have more adventures, but the universe is saved, at least. Exactly. 
and it's it's like mostly fine. So I gotta at least give it like I think I gotta give it like it's it's either a three or a three and a half. Like I can't I can't ever put this thing anywhere near a four. No, um, but I, first it's half, at least first half mm. is like a three and a half easily. Second half is like a two. Oh no! First half, first half's a hard four. For there me. are um, plenty of episodes in the season that are like a four to four and a half. Like they're very solid episodes, but I think overall the season suffers from the trash. Yes, <laughs> it really does, and it and the fact that it doesn't end on a strong note really hurts it. Um, because like think about it like this: if the first half of the season was the second half of this, like if you just flipped it in terms of quality. I think we'd all have very different views about how the season went. Uh, because yeah. we, we'd, we'd be suffering through, like, God, the first half of the season was trash, but oh man, it gets so good at the end. Um, like, it, it feels like you're, like, suffering through the pain to, like, get to all the good stuff instead of the opposite. Um, and I think we'd have, like, different, like, reviews of what the season would have been if that was the case. Uh, but anyways, besides the point, so that's, I'm, I think I'm going to give it, like, I think I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Like it's somewhere between a three and a three and a half. Um, and I, I I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna be kind of nice to it. Um, just in terms of like over fifty percent of the season feels at least above average. Uh, it's just there's some really below average episodes. Yeah, and storylines. This has got to be a three just because of how weak like endings are harder than beginnings and this ending is really bad and it drags the entire taste of the show down because this was they talked about it they they plotted this out as if this was uh the the overall end of the show this was the series finale and looking at it like that it's a bad series finale (laughs) it not not good uh yeah such a good start. Good yes. start, Fringe. Bad ending. <laughs> I'm it glad had... we're all equally disappointed in this. Uh, it had so much potential. Like, so much potential. Ah, uh, well. Uh, shall we... Favorite episodes? Yes. Favorite episodes and then favorite Fringe element from this episode. Um, for the sake of difference try to do different fringe elements but we can all have the same fringe episode this is um, actually tough because the first half has a lot of fun ones yeah uh, and i think that's why it's going to be pretty easy because i think so we can like I, there's um fuck like the time travel episode is just so much fun i i um, have to choose the time but, travel episode as my favorite episode. all right david i will give you i will give you the time travel episode is that your favorite fringe element as well though is the question yes from everything that happened in this yes and those we've left behind is so good i'm gonna steal the other really good one for both uh welcome to westfield that's uh, like, yep as uh, some of the best horror fringe has done and the idea of you suddenly colliding with your alternate self and then losing your mind because of that is terrifying and such a cool fringe element it's it's a zombie episode um but not a zombie episode, which yeah. is definitely fun. Um, okay, off of the remaining episodes, because those can, ones are both fantastic choices. You can choose um, the same one as us. So, well, no, fringe element wise, I'm trying to be different as well. Like, I'm, I want to be different with it. Um, 
I can't go... The in vitro one was fucked. I'm not a fan of that fringe element. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. You're going to choose the rapey pheromones. Oh, Oh, God. Rapey pheromones. God, no. Um... So, I'm like... uh, Fringe element-wise. So... I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little bit weird here because it kind of plays into a, a a couple of them, but and it's not inherently a fringe element. It's the like alternate universe and the collaboration that we see in One Night in October, um, because the way that they sort of bring that together and like, yeah, it's sort of a cop out to call like alternate universe at this point as a fringe element, but it is. Um, but the way that they show that both in One Night in October and in how they do it with the Lincolns towards the end, um, in everything in its right place and, uh, the, to a certain extent, or, and specifically in Worlds Apart as well, um, was fun. Like those fringe, like the way that they did those fringe elements at least was fun. Um, and so I'm going to kind of take that, um, and in terms of, like, actually, I guess as well, the Astrids as well in Making Angels for that was a fun way to sort of do it. I kind of like how they did all of those different sort of things. And I will, uh, I kind of I kind of just want to take in those we left behind as uh, favorite episode because that episode was just so good. It's um, so good, dude. It's like, so good. Don't worry. Like, don't, like, don't even bother trying to convince yourself <laughs> something else is better because it's such a good episode. Like. Like making angels out of, out of the rest of them, making angels fantastic episode. The getting the getting finally getting an Astrid episode and seeing the two Astrids interact, great. That was a lot of fun. Astrid lying to Agent Farnsworth <laughs> at the end kind of fucked. Um, but but also makes the episode fucked. so fucking funny in retrospect. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I and I understand that she was doing the whole a white lie to make someone feel better sort of thing, but it's still very fucked. Uh, it's just crazy because other Astrid's just like I think because I'm different, my father doesn't like me, and then Astrid's like, no, he's just like that. Anyways, I'm gonna go have a great time with my dad. <laughs> Well, she's like, yeah, no, trust me, my relationship with my father was also strained, but it's because, you know, our roles were reversed, we'll say. He's not um, big on physical affection, comes in, <laughs> hey, give me a big old hug, I love you, daughter. I'm making your favorite dinner, because I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like, that was, I, I, like, and those we left behind is just such a good episode. But like, Making Angels was a very good episode as well. There were uh, there were definitely a couple really good episodes in this season. Um, yes. So hey, good on them for that at least. Um, what what okay. what have we got next at this point? We doing special features? Uh, we can do special features, or we can do the prediction rundown. Uh, oh, let's David, do... we doing predictions, or are we doing special features? Well, let's do special features then. Predictions, I think, is the best right. flow for that. All right, I like it. Uh, what do we want to talk about in terms of special features? They were okay. They were yeah. fine. Well, we uh, can briefly go over all the ones we watched and comment. Just uh, give it a World rundown. Without Peter was talking about, oh, hey, this is how we're rebooting the timeline. Show all these characters without Peter. No one seemed particularly like enthused about it, aside from Joshua Jackson, who was like, hey, I decided to temporarily write myself out of the show. Ha ha. <laughs> And everyone's I'm like, so hey, smart. yeah, now I 
now, now I have to learn how to play an entirely new character, and, like, I, I was kind of getting good at the old one, but hey, here we are. Uh, yeah. Thanks, but yeah, Josh. It was, it, it was okay. Uh, not really any extra insight into anything in particular, but eh, not bad. Um, we, we, we learned that there is a Fringe comic, uh, and literally my only insight from that is Joshua Jackson definitely comes off as that guy with a million million dollar idea who needs, <laughs> like, a coder. And <laughs> it just instead it's a comic book. Uh, it's it's amazing how how hard he comes off like that to me in this in in that little featurette that we get. <laughs> I would agree to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much that one. All right, what else did we watch? Uh, have you seen Walter lately? Which is just a montage yep. of John just Noble. weird weird Walter quotes. <laughs> just just weird reason. Walter quotes of the season. Which like sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's it's like a weird gag reel, kind of. Not um, really, because it's because there's, there's a gag reel. And there's there's actual the actual lines. quotes, though. Yeah. Um, there's a gag reel. Um, it was fine. It was fun. Everything from these um, behind the scenes, like Joshua Jackson is just such a charismatic person who genuinely seems to have fun doing the show more than anyone else. And like, I just. He seems to have writing talent, and I really wanted him to like in the behind the scenes. Just, like, imagine if he was like, I want to be a bigger part of Fringe. I want to start writing the stories. I really wonder what the show would have turned into. Well, go read the comics and find out. Never. He, he did, wrote those. He did get to write a comic. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then our favorite, well, we'll save that one for last. We watched The Observers, where they bullshitted about having a plan for The Observers, and it was mainly just the actor playing September talking about, I went in for one day. And then they were like, hey, we need you to be in every single episode. So I chose a, a good suit because I've been in it for four years. And you're like, all right. Yep. Cool. Um, then- in general, like, uh, the, the, like the actor behind it seems like a like solidly like cool dude. Um, so that was nice as well. Like, Yeah, did just- not realize that his kind of voice and intonation is really, really similar to how September talks. I wasn't yep. expecting that. He hey, at least he didn't have like a weird or like a out of the left field accent. He didn't just come out and like with an Australian accent. God, that would have been so good though. Because <laughs> once again, we got psyched out when <laughs> John Noble and Anna Torv spoke, and we were like, "Oh, right." <laughs> why? Why are you guys from New Zealand? Why would you do this? <laughs> why would you do this to us? Uh, we watched the comedic. Um, line readings uh, for auditions for the role of Peter, Peter Bishop, Bishop, which has my favorite of Ben Schwartz going, Dawson, we can't go back to that creek. <laughs> and they're like, this is actually for Fringe. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, sorry. Fringe, we can't go back to that creek. <laughs> and then Peter in Nightmare Fuel, or Joshua Jackson Nightmare Fuel, with him dressed as an observer. <laughs> like, with the full makeup and everything, it's so unnerving. It's it's good. I'm I'm glad that they did it. Um, and now the best one: the culture of Fringe. A roundtable discussion between oh. the writers, John Noble, an EW um, reporter, and an uh, who I'm going to call astro- the moderator. I, I'm, I'm going to call the EW guy the moderator in this discussion. <laughs> an astrophysicist and an ethics professor. <laughs> And the best part of the entire thing is when the ethics professor is like, 
And you never really said that Olivia like understood what was going on. And one of the writers being like, no, yeah, she did. And he's like, well, you didn't show that very well. <laughs> and, and the ethics prof is trying to be like, yeah, no, like there was some like ethically questionable things you guys had in the show. And they're like, no, 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 but trust me, this is what she wanted. And it's like, yeah, you can tell me that all you'd like, but it's Charlie, doesn't, it doesn't you... come across in the show. Charlie, how did you make this so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. I, I saw that a second ago. Charlie, it's amazing. How did you make this so quickly? Well, David, make sure that that makes its way onto the uh, onto the Force <laughs> App Twitter for. It's going onto the Twitter for the right audience. Now. Audience, audience, if you go and check Twitter, probably from like a little while ago, but um, did Charlie during this recording yeah. made the meme that is going up, and it's beautiful. Oh, uh, my lord! That included the hiccup of me forgetting what the crop shortcut in Earthrand View is, and accidentally setting the first David Robert Jones face as a tiled desktop background. <laughs> Uh, and me stopping for five minutes to remember what the name of Display Fusion was so I could set it to my my main. Uh. Hey, thank, thank you, you Paint, Charlie. Thank you, Paint3D, for allowing me to insert images on top of other images. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> low quality. And by that, I mean, like, mid-quality memes. Um, <laughs> I was not tracing excellent. out the heads. <laughs> That is some that is some mid quality <laughs> meme right there, Charlie. It's so good. I want you to know I drew those crop borders only once. <laughs> Nothing got resized. It's so it's so good. Oh, Anyways, what of you need to post that on the fringe <laughs> wiki or the fringe subreddit? Oh, I'll do man. it right now. It's so nice. good. Are we allowed to Anyways. post memes? Let me go check their rules. <laughs> Anyways, um, Fringe, what um, were we talking about before? Oh, we, got we were talking so about the, the scientists. We were talking oh. about the scientists and how the like the Fringe writers kind of just didn't come off as great people through that entire conversation. Oh, they really didn't. And then also, they, oh my gosh, they were very they were very defensive. Um, is sort of how it felt to me. Um, yeah. And, like, it wasn't... And, like, you could tell everyone who was there liked Fringe. Like, it was certain... Like, both of the scientists and, like, the entertainment person, like, an EW person, all of them liked Fringe and wanted to be talking about it. But whenever, like, anything came up that wasn't exactly what the writers wanted, the writers got very defensive, which was awkward. Um, it's, it's because they're white people who've never heard the word no before. <laughs> oh um yeah it's 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 interesting to watch it was fun to see the like interactions with scientists who they who they weren't paying we'll say uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh some of the some of the shit they were bringing up hurt me um some of the like writer shit where they were talking about some of the concepts and then just seeing the scientists kind of just having to like not shoot them down immediately <laughs> like yeah, them well, talking I, about so, the multiple universes as well you could see the physicists go oh okay <laughs> so i'm real i will say i'm really glad that they brought an ethicist and like 
a like hard physics person as the two people for it like that was like a really really good choice on their part because fringe definitely has a lot of like ethical questions that you could sort of tell that the writers were trying to be super hand wavy about and being like oh look ethics we talk about it and then the ethics <laughs> prof comes in and goes yeah about that uh, my favorite i think charlie's favorite part was when the two scientists started arguing with each other about could you make a human being simulation well, it was could you make a human being and then the ethics prof is like i just think he's like talking about all the the stuff that physics has tried to prove being and looking at it from like a, a sole human perspective of we are tiny it's infathomable to think we're important when we're in this small spot of the corner of the universe and he's like it's just all this stuff that comes out is just great mythology and the, the physicist is immediately like it's not mythology this is proven like he's like we, <laughs> like, this we, is repeatable we run, we're running and, tests on this <laughs> he's like this is tested this is tried and tested stuff and <laughs> i think it was just a miscommunication but they both got so defensive on their points immediately and i loved it Oh. <sighs> all right so yeah unfortunately that... no vfx behind the scenes yeah that was god i so wanted that which maybe they had it and uh the collection i had didn't which is unfortunate because ah oh, they're so good all right they have like um, a deconstructing the scene so that's special features i think the last thing we have for this episode is my predictions Oh, yes. Let's go through David's season four prediction. And then we'll do some season five predictions. And David, if you're cool with it, I want to get in on these. Yes, I, yeah, you, two, sure. you two can make predictions and I will keep track and try to remember if you are right or not as the season goes on. Uh, prediction number one, Peter will show back up next season with the caveat that there will be maximum two episodes without Peter and one without Joshua Jackson. I think you were running off the idea that his consciousness was going to inhabit someone else. I was running off the idea more that like just Joshua Jackson will like have visions or something like, which is sort of what ended up happening with like him being like yeah. in the TV screen and shit. So I think I'm safe to call this one like an 80% get. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. You were expecting you got most it, of it longer He's... without, without Peter instead of end of episode one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a complete whiff. Uh, Peter's child will be important. How they get slash remember Peter. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be Oof. important. <laughs> uh, second uh, kind of whiff. Um, I'm going to give you like 50% on this one. You said Astrid will move to become a full fringe field agent. She will be second in command and be a bouncing board for Olivia taking up Peter's absence. If you had said Lincoln, you'd be 100% correct. Yeah. Astrid I mean, is out in the field because Walter has agoraphobia, so yeah, kind of so right. I'd take a half yeah. on that. She is more important this season. Yaskia Nicole deservedly gets more time in an episode. Um, <laughs> William Bell comes back in some form. More than a mentioned will have serious plot relevance. Oh, how on the nose you were. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> David, is, is, is that back. right now, is that just going to be also your season five claims? Just like, <laughs> yeah, he's coming back, but again. We already saw him. He's in episode 19. They steal his hand. <laughs> I bet he's back for season five. I bet he's back. <laughs> they're going to grow. They're Just like Doctor Who, they're going to grow another one out of his hand. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then finally, 
uh, Blue Universe's Lincoln will join the Fringe team, which right right away. Oh, also, um, hot take: Nina and Broyles will get together and have a child in some way. If you consider their plot to work for David Robert <laughs> Jones a conspiracy baby, then yeah. No, no, no. Right at the end of the season as well, when they um, walk off, Broyles is like, like "Hey, hands. I got." I, I got all this money now, but I need someone to, you know, run it. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, they are making they are making a corporate baby right there. Uh, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Your hot take came through somehow, well, some way. Well, there, there's no physical child ever showed, but you know what, David? It's fine. We we believe. Uh, and then season four will be all about the merging of the universes. Not quite. Not really merging, but yeah. I call this where... a I call this a whiff because I thought the general conclusion was going to be they they'd find like a e- permanent merge, and yeah. that's like pretty much the opposite of what happened. Yeah, so, that. so, so David, you what I'll say is you nailed it for the first half of the season, yeah, until David Robert Jones comes in because at that point we're seeing all the like grinding of the two sides not really trusting each other and the shapeshifters and all of that and the merging of the universes and then then it falls apart uh (laughs) i I think david's the only one with a fringe loose thread that kind of got picked up uh you wanted what happened to john scott what's going on with zft and what's going on with the cortexafan kids the cortexafan kids are being used to destroy the universe yeah Uh, nick had young william bell and walter creating fringe science a flashback to that and i wanted to see how the red universe got decayed none of that happened why would they pick up interesting storylines like that? Uh, ghost Network, Ghost Network, Ghost Network. Uh, <laughs> you had early season five predictions. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it this will is be back dealing, when you had some hope, David. <laughs> dealing with fringe cases that arise due to the merging of the universes. Nope. It sounds it like season be, four right there. Because there's one alternate universe, why can't there be more? Season five will be about investigating other alternate universes. Nope. Uh, and uh, they may lose cast members. Kinda. I mean, not really. Lincoln. They lost Lincoln. Does Lincoln Lincoln's count gone. as a cast member? David <laughs> Brandon's gone. Fucking Brandon is gone. <laughs> and the most important character. <laughs> all right uh, all right Fringe is it time david five prediction uh, um first off before anything else those runes never come back they are the new ghost network okay runes um, become the new ghost network i w- i i really hope runes come back <laughs> <laughs> one of us runes is gonna be right <laughs> David and I are just going to do complete opposite things, so one of us is going to be right on each time. Um, uh, the good old Super Bowl <laughs> picks. Yep, just Super Bowl picks, the exact opposite. Um, um, they find Olivia at some point, and like the season's the the season's goal is to find Olivia or something. Okay, season goal to find Olivia. Um. <sighs> I'm gonna say uh someone and I'm not I'm I'm gonna preface this with not being at 
This this can't be in the last episode of the season, but I expect that some point before then, they're going to kill off an important character. Okay. Important character will be killed off. Before the season, before like the like not season finale, and if it's like a two-parter finale. thing, then it's not in either of those. So like, not I, I at, want them to kill someone off early, not at like, the end, early of the for a TV show. And I want, I want like, uh, there, I, I expect that there is going to be a plot point around like them trying to deal with this death in their group. That that feels like something they do. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> I Does don't know. It? <laughs> I, I believe in them. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go one more and then a hot take from each of you. One normal one and then one hot take. I don't even fucking know. Like, I've been trying to think. Um, Charlie Um, comes back in some way. (laughs) In some way. Charlie comes back and he's been turned into an observer. (laughs) So this, ooh, is that the hot take, David? (laughs) Yeah, is this your hot take or is this your normal one? Um, actually, instead of Charlie, I want to say Charlie or Lincoln come back and they play like some sort of role. Okay, Charlie okay. or Lincoln return to the show. Um, I am going to say we're going to have we're going to so you know how we've already gotten Observer origin story. Yes. Um, I think we're going to get like aggressive amounts of Observer origin story at some point. Ooh, like, aggressive. Do you like origin story? Or do you want aggressive observer lore? Uh, aggressive observer lore feels pretty good. Okay. That, that seems that feels about right. I want a deta- I want an episode of detailed observer biology. Tell me how they <laughs> shit. Yes, that sounds great. Uh, <laughs> David, David, they uh, they just shit on the ground and then vanish it later with magic. Oh no! Are you a turf? <laughs> um. <laughs> And so, so here's a question: does this, does this count as does does this count as the hot take? Um, the, Wanted to see observer al- shit? Yes. No, 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 no. The alternate universe comes back, and that's how we solve the problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna give that to you as the hot take because they seemingly closed it off. I will it be feels shocked like they if they closed that it back. off. Oh like, my alternate god! Alternate universe comes back, and that's how they solve the problem. Is just it'd be that's amazing. Hot take: Walternate saves the day. <laughs> okay, uh, Wal- David is Walternate. <laughs> saves uh-huh, David, the day. <laughs> Nix is Red Universe comes back as the final solution. Is that the phrasing? You yeah, as, as the solution to this problem. No, no, no. The <laughs> final the solution. Final solution. No, 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 no. I need you to confirm this word. No, 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 no. I'm specifically saying Walternate. Walternate needs to be the person who saves the day for me. Red Universe comes uh, David's getting back way more specific than I am. And is part of the... I don't know what to say other than Final Solution. <laughs> I'm just like so so we we're Why all expecting that we, we're solution? all expecting that this is we like resistance. About Nazis. <laughs> Like we've we've all been talking about how this is like like the the next season has to be like it's like a resistance like it's like it's a resistance season right like it has to be like them overthrowing the observers yeah um, so like alternate universe comes back and it helps like that's how they like are able to get over the hump and like get the uh, like um, overthrow I, the observers okay red universe comes back and joins the quote unquote rebel forces then yeah 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 I'm hides them that. underneath their floorboards you're saying. 
Oh my god! Sure, sure. <laughs> See, I f- is, is underneath there, the floorboards David. just the red universe at this point. Henrietta <laughs> writes a journal that gets published later on. <laughs> <laughs> how can we get this more on the nose? <laughs> Concerning. How 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 crazy are you going to get when Henrietta pulls out a journal and starts writing this shit down? Uh, okay. Um. Sorry. I think that's it, unless you guys have anything else. Because um, it is a short season, too. This is only a 13-episode season. Thank yeah. Christ. <laughs> Dude, so I'm, I guess I'm calling that there's going to be a death before, like, season 10. Damn, that feels... Season right. 10? See if that episode 10. Or not season 10, but uh, episode 10 or something like that. Oh, my like God. That. Like... Season... That would be such a bomb to drop on me. <laughs> Surprise, David, there's a whole nother show. Surprise, motherfucker, it's ten seasons total. Uh, I think I'd cry. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't be on this show, then. That's true, unless this show concept has been a lie, because I haven't (laughs) been been looking anything up. Did you post Uh, that thing on Reddit, by the way? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's it's up there already. Is hey, it getting think, any upvotes? I think Nick upvoted it. <laughs> I did not upvote it. Oh, it has that two. Is, <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> there, I upvoted as well. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's so trash. <laughs> oh fuck, I went through my own profile. I forgot about the fucking Chris Pratt Mario poster. <laughs> I, did. I did that in the car. <laughs> That's Anyways, also let's... very good. Oh man. <laughs> Anyways, David, you bringing us out here? Oh, I guess are we all good? That's what uh, an hour thirty on the record. Yeah, that seems about right. Oh, Unless I you guys want to talk about my idea for making the observers better. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Keep doing timeline resets, but have it the observers want to create like a. You can keep the idea of Eden, just throw out William Bell, and the observers are trying to figure out where the timeline goes wrong, and keep trying to patch it so they have a perfect timeline. And it, they just do something with that. That's better, and keeps them as, like, scientists, rather than Nazis. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the idea. Just anything. Just their aliens <laughs> or some shit would also be better. <laughs> They're aliens, they discovered that humans have these things called emotions, and they're here to investigate them. Ah, gotta accept that more. What a fun way to end. Yeah, now I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, David, on that note, bring us out. Thank you all so much for listening to another very sad episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral. Did you hear anything weird about the audio quality about this episode? Maybe one of us had a new microphone. Maybe one of us had shit audio for 10 minutes and didn't realize. Who knows? You might hear about it if I get lazy and don't edit that section out of the episode. (laughs) It's fine, David. Anyways, um, join us next time for... Oh, God, I guess when we start season five, are we doing any more bonus episodes? Uh, or are we just getting straight into it? Great. I don't feel like reading a book in a week. So, yeah, straight into season five. All right. 
straight into season five have mercy on our souls if you're excited for that or you like listening to this podcast feel free to give us a like a five-star review or a subscription on whatever podcasting service you use um if any of them are asking for money have it known that currently as of january 2022 we do not have anything that asks you for money so those are scams we might in the future you never know how things go out and money is nice cha-ching <laughs> i don't know where this outro is going anymore <laughs> say it say the word <laughs> don't know what's happening god damn it david send god us damn it, david. if you want to reach out to us tweet us at twitter at forsat where you can see <laughs> some great quality memes or you can email us uh forsat at gmail.com yep that's our all the beats i need to hit outro <laughs>